0: Gentlemen, welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. My name is Charlie Ungamock. I'm glad you're with us today. I'm glad that you've joined us, and I pray that we're a blessing to you. This Gird Up Project started a few years ago when I looked around and and realized I wasn't the man I wanted to be, and I realized the direction I was heading was only taking me further from from what I hoped I would be in the future that I had um, imagined for myself. And so I started pouring into scripture and pouring into some godly men around me. Um, and we started talking about some some really big things and uh, changing the way we lived our lives and chasing intentionally intentionally chasing after the Father. And this is what happened. This is the result. Um, this is my passion project. it's it's something I love to do. Um, and I pray that it's a blessing to you as it's been a blessing to me. If you enjoy what you're hearing on the show today, make sure you follow us on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, we're pretty active, especially putting up stories. I love to post my prayer requests up there, um, things that I'm praying about. Um, I love to be at least a little bit of an encouragement to you, and it'll also update you all the time when I'm putting new stuff up. Um, if you would like to support the podcast financially, the Lord has provided to for me through you um, with abundance, and I thank him for it, and I thank you for it, especially for the guys who are sending me notes and books and small gifts. I appreciate it, guys. It's awesome. It means a ton, um, and, and blessings to you for it. Uh, I love it. If you would like to support us, uh, go ahead and do so. Um, there's, uh, we have a Patreon account. makes it really easy to donate. Um, or you can DM me and get my information, um, and I'd love to share that with you. But most of all, gentlemen, uh, keep me in your prayers. Continue to pray for the brothers around the world who are fighting to live Christian manhood um, in their everyday lives. And go out and pursue masculinity yourselves. Um, this podcast is sponsored, and you'll hear that in a second. It's another wonderful opportunity from Pastor Steinberg um, to dig into the Word uh, every single day and be a part of a community of believers that's preparing the next generation. So I hope you enjoy the show today. I hope you have an awesome week. I love you. God bless you. Let's get into the show. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Christ for Disciplers podcast. I'm Pastor Paul Steinberg, son of Ken and father of five sons, Each weekday on the Christ for Disciples podcast, I apply God's word to raising the next generation. Take 10 minutes each weekday to listen to the Christ for Disciples podcast and get direction and gospel power to disciple the youngest generation. Subscribe to the Christ for Disciples podcast by going to ChristForDisciples.com or searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and whatever else. ChristForDisciples.com I'm recording this one out on the front patio, the front porch, because it's too nice of a day, and there's too few of these days left to be spending it inside, but um, I, I want to do want to do my thing. I want to be able to talk to you, and so I'm doing it out on the front porch. So You might hear the crickets in the background, the crickets and the frogs. Um, you might hear some cars going by, all that little stuff, but uh, um, I think it'll be pretty good quality here. I hope that it's not too much of a, of a nuisance. Um I hope it's still professional quality and that you that you're enriched by it. Um uh, it shouldn't it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Um but uh it it actually ties right in with with what we're talking about today. Um it's hard to be outside on a day like today. It's hard to walk around on a day like today. i feeling the uh feeling the, the warm sun kiss your face. Uh feeling the warm breeze blowing on your cheek. Um Feeling that the, like it was a perfect temperature. It was a beautiful day. Um, it was a great day to just be still. To be still and know that he is God. Um, and to see the way he works. It was a good day, weather-wise. It was a good day in God's creation. And something was laid on my heart. The truth is that God loves me. And he wants me to be happy. And I think on the surface, most people would agree and they would approve that statement. I think on the surface, most people would um, tend to, to buy right into that. Um, but not many people really act on this. Not many people really believe it. Um, not a whole lot of people act like they know it's true. And I, I, I don't think we believe it. I don't think we believe it. I think it's one of the devil's biggest lies um, is to tell us that we should be miserable. I think that the devil wants nothing more um, than for us to be absolutely miserable. I think the devil wants nothing more than to block our access um, to grace and mercy because we believe we're not good enough. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. In Eden, there was nothing but happiness. When God created Adam and Eve and he put them in the Garden of Eden, there was nothing but happiness. Um, contentment, holiness, joy, that was it. That's all that they ever knew. They were in union with God. They walked with God. They were naked and unashamed. But then after the fall, when sin came into the world, Adam and Eve experienced shame for the first time. They've lost their purity, and with it, they've lost their joy. They've lost that perfect relationship with God. And now, I think the imagery here is amazing, Instead of walking with God in the garden, what do they do? They hide. And even in their hiding place, they hide themselves even more. They cover up their nakedness. We've talked the last couple of weeks about prayer, about being exposed before God, about finding purpose and pursuing it. I love the phrase from C.S. Lewis, standing naked and exposed before God in prayer, letting Him see me as I am, and praying that I know Him as He really is and not as I imagine. If I can know God as He really is and not as I imagine Him, then I will see that there is something more than I ever could ask or imagine. And that's what I want to dive in today. If we see God as Abba Father, as Daddy, which is how that's translated, if we see Him as the Creator from whom we've all been begotten, We'll see the way that he longs for us. Um, and uh, the and will long to return to the joy of the garden. He, he longs for us to return to the garden. In Matthew 7, Jesus is talking and he says, uh, he talks about fathers. He says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he re- seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if he has a son... Um, that asks for bread, will give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake. If you then, as though you are evil men, know to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? God is not an angry God. He's not an angry Father. He's not a condemning force. He's not angry at us. He certainly doesn't want us to sin and, and, I, and I'm not dismissing our sin, but He loves us. He cares for us. He's a loving Father. He calls us His Father over and over. He longs to know us as sons. He wants to be our Daddy. He wants to have that intimate relationship with us as our Father. Now, none of us have perfect fathers. My father certainly wasn't perfect. He was a good man. He is a good man. And he was a good father. But he definitely wasn't perfect. None of us know the perfect love of a, of a benevolent and perfect and loving father. Because none of us had a perfect father who painted a perfect picture. All of our fathers fell short. Dramatically short of what they ought to be but our father God never does and the picture is incredible I love in Jeremiah when he's talking about the children of Israel and he says I remember the devotion of your youth How, was a bride you loved me and followed me through the desert through a land not sown Israel was holy to the Lord My people have committed two sins. They've forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they've dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. God tried, or God gave us everything we need, but we tried to find our own way. And our own way is broken. They're broken cisterns. They're never going to provide the gift that he gives. God loves me and he wants me to be happy. Everybody's looking for happiness, right? Everybody in this world is looking for happiness, whether they want to admit it or not. They're looking for success, right? And they think that that next level of success will finally make them happy, or they look to sensuality, right? Whether it's sex or other things, they look for that good feeling, right? That's finally going to make them happy. It's We have this idea that I'll be happy when, right? And we're always looking ahead, and we don't ever find contentment in the things of this world we will we know that we never will but we always have this mindset right i'll be happy when i find that perfect woman to marry right i'll be happy when all my kids get into college i'll be happy when i finally have you know that promotion i'll be happy when i can be self-employed i'll be happy when i've lost 70 pounds I'll be happy when, you know, and we go on and on. But the reality is that's never going to be a source of happiness. In self, in the elevation of or preservation of self, we'll never really find happiness and joy. What the world calls happiness is a temporary state, it's like a false high. I feel better than I did before, but the reality is when it's over, because it's soon going to fade. I just I'm not happy for very long. Right? It's not real happiness. I, when this sensation fades, I'm actually left with a deeper hole. it right? is this big chasm of insecurity, greed, selfishness, and self-loathing. It's deeper than before. Like sex, sensuality, alcohol, drugs, porn, masturbation, gossip, all of that. Right, all those little things that we we like to write off and say I it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel happy. They all serve selfish aims they're inherently selfish. What they do is they numb the ache, right? Like scratching the itch and and it, and it might relieve the tension, but in the end it's like giving a, uh, it's like giving a dehydrated man, like a man who's dying of thirst, giving him a jug of laxative. Right? It might look like the right thing to do. It might look like it's going to do you a favor, but the reality is it's just going to make everything worse and it's going to kill you even faster. It's just going to kill you off even faster. It's not going to do you any good. It's self seeking at its core. And you'll never find joy that way. We need to change the way we think about happiness. Um, I'm even going to shift right now in the conversation. I'm going I'm to start saying joy instead because I, I love that. Like, happiness can be tainted, right? But we all understand that feeling of joy that just think of those moments of bliss you've had in your life, right? You know what that's like. That's that's a tangible thing that everyone's experienced. So think about that joy, okay? When I become a Christian, when Christ comes into my heart, makes a home, starts renovating my heart, um, when I'm blessed with faith and washed in Jesus' blood, I become a new creation. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. The old man of the world is gone. What does this mean? In Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is our spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. When God takes over my heart, everything changes. And I begin to test everything, like everything I do, everything I'm a part of, everything I think, everything I say, I start to test that, whether it's in prayer or just against the canon of scripture, right? I test everything and I start to be able to grasp, you know, what is and isn't God's will. I'm testing everything against this new standard. Does this serve my Savior? So everything I do, I start to ask, does this serve my Savior? And we'll naturally start to grow stronger spiritually. And we'll start to reevaluate anything and everything in our lives. And it's really easy. like That's the, the devil's in, right? Um, new Christians or Christians who are, are find, you know, hitting their stride. Christians who are experiencing a revival, right? That's the devil's in there. Is to say, everything I enjoyed before is bad. And any pleasure is bad. And we can't fall into the trap of thinking that something that gives me joy is bad. The things that make me feel good aren't inherently sinful. The key in, in these situations, the key in regards to pleasure especially, is this idea of innocence. Am I enjoying the gifts of pleasure that God gives me with innocence? Am I enjoying them innocently? Right? Am I enjoying, enjoying them free from sin? It comes from an understanding that all has been forgiven, right? Like if I believe that I still carry guilt and that I still have to be good, then pleasure isn't a good thing. Pleasure is not helping my case. If I believe that I have to earn some sort of righteousness, if I believe that I have to earn my holiness, if I, have to be- if I believe that I have to earn my place in the kingdom of God, then pleasure is not a good thing because suffering is going to be merit. But if I believe that I've been forgiven, that I stand righteous and holy before God, if I believe that by Jesus' blood, he sees me as an as I ought to be, if he, if I believe that because Jesus died for me, God sees what he wants me to be, his righteous and holy child, if that's the way God sees me, if I believe that's how he sees me, it changes how I see myself. If God sees me as his righteous, perfect, and holy child, now pleasure is a gift freely given by my intimate, almighty, omnipotent daddy. This loving father, this father figure who is absolutely in love with me. Go back to that Matthew passage. Even sinful fathers know how to give good gifts to their sons. Now imagine a perfect and immaculate Father and how He feels about us. If sinful fathers can give good gifts, how much greater are the gifts of the Father? Think about the way He spoke to the children of Israel in the book of Jeremiah. He longs for them. He wants to know them. He wants to be their Father. I've been blessed uh, to work with a bunch of kids um, throughout my ministry who've been adopted. But there's one in particular. There's a young man who's playing football for me right now. And he's adopted. He's a different color skin even than, than his family is. And you wouldn't know even for a moment that he wasn't a blood relative. Even among his uncles and cousins, you wouldn't even know. The boy is completely and totally loved just as if he were a child that fit right in from the very moment that he was conceived. He wouldn't be part of the family if they hadn't chosen him. He wouldn't be part of the family if they hadn't sought him out and rescued him. And now, they don't just see him as a son, they see him as a valuable gift he's beautiful and he's part of the family and they treat him like he is if sinful parents can love a child with that much grace and affection think about the way your almighty god the omnipotent father feels and thinks about you if you believe that it changes everything. And it changes how I see myself. Pleasure is a gift. And it's not just freely, but lavishly given by a, a loving father who cares for me. If it's a perfect gift, I'm going to take hold of it. I'm going to grasp it and I'm going to run with it. So my encouragement now as we close close our time together is uh, ask yourself what do you find joy in? Like, where do you find joy? And if you find joy in something, um, grab it, grasp a hold of it. I know you have at least an idea of something that gives you joy. So, if you um, if you find joy in something, firmly grasp hold of it. What do you find joy in? Give it to God. Hand it over to God. Right, the key is innocence. So, hand it over to God. Um, and appropriately pursue it so pursue it with love pursue it with passion pursue it with selflessness right i love the con i'm again i'm a single man but i love the concept of of making love to a woman she's my wife right so i'm actively creating love that will eventually turn into a physical relationship right i might earn it but i'm gonna earn it over time this is a gift of the Father. So pursue it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the little moments, right? I mean, think about the small pleasure of just kissing a girl. How incredibly pleasurable it is. And that is not something that's bad. Like, it's not something that's bad, it's a gift from our Heavenly Father. The thing that I love the most is coaching. I just absolutely love coaching. It gives me more joy than anything else that I've ever even tried to do. I love football. It's my favorite sport. So coaching football is even more like it's just another level. And I love the time I get with my boys where we're just loving each other. right? We're pouring into each other. We know each other intimately, at least in that setting, right? That facet of our lives. Um, And and there's something that passes between us. It's, It's almost like physical matter, right? There's something that passes between us that just gives us joy. It's contagious. It's pure. It's holy. And it's a gift from God. What makes you come alive? Figure out what makes you come alive. Own it. Do it, grasp it, dive into it, and then present it to the world and and let the Lord bless you through it. Don't be afraid to be happy. Enjoy the life you've been given. Find joy in absolutely everything. And if you don't have joy, go out and pursue it. Do your duty as a man of God like I'm, not, I'm not trying to tell anybody to quit their job and run for the hills or to leave their wife for a younger woman. I'm not saying that. I'm saying God loves you and he wants you to be happy. So look around, take a deep breath and look around and find out what gives you joy. And if he gives you joy, pursue it innocently. Enjoy the gift of the Father. God's blessings, gentlemen. I love you. I care for you. Can't wait to see you in heaven. If I see you on Earth, make sure you shake my hand and uh, and uh, encourage me because I need it. I'll continue to pray for you. Please pray for me. And uh, thanks for being thanks for being part of my family. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook, under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as GERDUP underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.